if you are like most of the entrepreneurs that I have ever spoken with, you have probably felt alone on this journey more often than you would care to admit. As an entrepreneur, there is nothing for us to hide behind, which means that it is more important than ever that we are able to love and validate ourselves in order to make the impact we desire to make. Today's conversation is with Sarah Pedrahita. Sarah is known as the reinvention strategist, and I have found her straightforward style very reassuring as we discuss the personal development experience known as entrepreneurship. Hello, my name is Mary Maduna Gross, and you're listening to Fully Alive, the podcast for conscious entrepreneurs who are hungry to live their purpose, expand their impact, and create with ease. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us for this conversation today. We have some really personal um, topics that we're going to dive into today. So thank you for being here. Oh, thank you. This is such a privilege. Thrilled to be here. Oh, my goodness. You know, one of the things that frightened me about entrepreneurship as I got started was networking. I ugh, I didn't want to do it. I, I didn't like all the little pitches that we had to do. But once I got past those pieces and I really got into these are really interesting human beings that I've never met before, that I've never encountered before. Um, entrepreneurship was new for me, right? So this was a whole new world. Uh, and you are one of those people that I've met along the way. And, and one of the things that I've realized or I've noticed is that sometimes there is just like a magnetic connection um, between people. You know, there's some people that will be very friendly with you and those kinds of things. There's some people like, I'll never call you again. Right. <laughs> then there's people like you that um, I, I, I don't know what it is, but I automatically felt really safe. Um, and, and able to be vulnerable with you. Well, that is such a high compliment. Thank you. And I appreciate it. And that really uh, solidifies the hard work that I put in. So thank you. <laughs> right? That needs to be acknowledged. Oh, it's likewise, though. Same. Uh, uh, you know, it really comes down to none of us knows how much time we've got. So yes. when you get the the blessing of a magnetic connection, it's like, man, let me feed this. Let me foster this. Let me invest in it. So wonderful. And I think this is a perfect partnership to talk about the topic of being alone in entrepreneurship. Um, I, I think that I'll, I'll go back to my, when I first decided I'm going to leave public education and I'm going to be a business, I'm going to be a coach. It wasn't even a business coach. It was going to be a leadership coach. And I literally sat home for a year not knowing what to do. How do I build a business? How do I, what do I, I had knew nothing, literally nothing. And I didn't know who I could trust because there were a lot of people, you know, once you get out of your coaching program, you know, $10,000 and we'll get your, your group, your coaching program off the ground. And I, I didn't know who to trust. And so I literally sat home for a year doing nothing and then having to go back to get a job. And so that's why I bring up networking now, because I think networking is one of those ways that I have learned to feel connected. Um, I have learned that the struggles that I'm facing, I didn't make up all by myself. Other people are, are struggling with these uh, same issues, which is why I started this podcast in the beginning. Like I really wanted the listeners to recognize that, you know, the challenges that we face, we're not alone in this. So what is your experience about feeling alone? Have you ever felt alone as an entrepreneur? 
I'll put it like this. Do you remember when you first started driving? Yes. And for you listeners, was there any part of driving when you're, you know, 16 and you're like, what in the world? For me, it was merging onto the highway. Oh, my Lord. Who in their right mind is really comfortable with, you got a semi hauling it 65 miles an hour, you know, and after doing all of the book work, right, where you got to stopping distance, do the math on how much weight and all this kind of stuff, right? So the full awareness of like, how is this even like safe or even making sense to merge onto this highway where there's something possibly coming at me going this fast? That is terrifying. And that's how business felt for me. Starting out was like, and I went through the coaching program because, you know, it started with the dream of, of even before coaching, I felt like, man, what was my purpose? That was a question that haunted me for 35 years. And so I had been through a number of things and went through this coaching program and got some healing and, and things worked out and it changed my life. Now I want to go out and help, right? Well, I found in the networking world, it was kind of like that semi was coming for me all over again. And it's amazing how we don't fear new experiences. We actually fear old pain. And so in business, first of all, it's not for the weak. So if you had a rough time and you're still here, man, kudos to you. Right. Um, but that's where I started feeling like, yeah, who can I trust? Because I'm so new and the people who are seasoned veterans that you're likely to meet networking, man, they, they sniff it out. Boy, they can spot it from a mile away and they end up eating your lunch where yes. you're there to meet with them to see if you can help them. But instead, they, they see where you're sore pain points your newness is and they go oh let me help you with that it's like no i've already dropped how much yeah in time i don't need another program actually i want to serve yeah yeah oh my gosh there's so many things that we could dig into here so tell me a little bit about when you got started um when you got started with your business what were some of those things that you were trying to do on your own that you just we're struggling with. <laughs> <Every. laughs> Pride is kind of an interesting thing. Um, you know, I, I found myself struggling with, I wanted to be perfect. Yeah. I want to make an idiot out of myself. I had heard many people talk about, you know, if they were an expert coach, how there's so many people in the networking world just, you know, saying a lot of negative things like, oh, they're terrible at their pitch. They don't know what they're doing. And so hearing that, I'm like, ooh, well, I don't want to be terrible. You know, I want to do a great job. Um, what I've been through, I'm not here by accident. So I'm going to put my best effort in. Um, however, here's the deal. Bills don't care how you feel. Bills don't care if you're going through it. If you're developing as a person, they keep on coming. And so as much as I wanted to dig and do a good job and, you know, waited for everything to align to take action, man, I was struggling really, really bad. And so I became the person who was a self-help junkie. I thought, man, maybe the book Atomic Habits will fix my problem. So I started digging in and then two chapters in, well, now I've run up against this ad where it says, well, you need to get a funnel. Okay, let me put down the, the you know, the book on habits and let me get into the book on funnels. And no, no, it's not a funnel that I need. And it's just this like, you know, planning to plan. <laughs> yes. Do this, you know, um, instead of waiting to take, perfect action man take imperfect action yes that was a really hard lesson for me as well 
for many of the same reasons that you also described. Like, I don't want to look like an idiot. I don't think anybody does. But it's also true that how do we come out as, I don't know how I want to say this. We are experts, but we may not even believe in our own gifts at the time, right? Mm -hmm. I, I remember thinking when I first started this coaching process, like, man, I wish I could like do this for a job. Right. I wish I could coach jobs so that I don't have to go out and find the business myself, but I could do the work. I could get feedback. I could develop my confidence um, as a coach, which literally is kind of what happened for me because I I ended up coaching um, school leadership teams. That was my first coaching uh, work. And then from there, I moved into business coaching, um, coaching real estate agents and Again, in both of those cases, I didn't have to go out and find the business. I didn't have to do that part of it. All I had to do was uh, focus on the delivery. But even then, I think even in those kinds of situations, there's a tendency just to to feel safe. Like, it's okay. Like, man, I'm just going to stay here. Just keep doing what I'm doing because I'm good at it. And and I don't have to learn anything else. I don't have to learn about funnels. Um, I can just do what I do. And, and I don't know about you, but for me, that was never going to be enough. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I was never going to be able to work, just work for someone else. Um, you know, in fact, even this last, the real estate agent uh, company, when I left, it was because that wasn't the kind of coach that I wanted to be. And um, so being able to know that about ourselves, right? I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't been through that experience. Yes. Yep. There's the key right there. And I don't know about you, but I found myself too wanting to avoid the pain. Oh, wanting to avoid rejection. Oh my Lord. And, and what I've found too in this experience is, you know, I didn't realize how much was involved in when you, if you're doing coaching and you create your own business, I didn't realize how much time you'll actually spend needing to do not just the networking, but creating those relationships. It's almost like the artist who, instead of getting to just do the painting on the canvas, they actually have to spend more time marketing what they have, um, really, you know, building connection with the community, maybe doing some sort of an art fair, doing a lot of things that are, yes, they're related. Yes, they have a purpose. But if they just got into it just to be an artist and are not willing to show who they are to the community out of fear of rejection, Kind of like um, George McFly out of Back to the Future. Yes, I'm dating myself, but it's a classic. Yeah. You know, if he was just so freaked out of what if I get rejection? I don't know if I can handle that. Yeah, that that is the hardest part. And maybe even as I look back at, um, you know, my decision to take these jobs was a way to avoid rejection. Yeah. Because most clients aren't going to reject me. They've they've already signed up. They've already committed to the process, right? I'm the one delivering the service. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about it that way. But there's definitely some hiding in that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It can. Like I said, self-help junkie. Yeah. No human being, the way we've been wired, no matter what your personality is, nobody goes, yes, I love rejection. I just like wake up and wait for it to happen. It's awesome. Right along with tragedy. And the pain of the human experience. I have not, I've yet to meet someone say, even with imposter syndrome, man, imposter syndrome, that has just built me up so much. Like, I, I just feel so much better after listening to what it has to say. No, <laughs> nobody feels better. Oh, but it, it takes where 
I'm finding on this journey that it takes stepping into the ring with these contenders of fear, rejection, objection, um, you know, and, and really going, man, I'm going to pull you closer to me. And we're going to not only be great friends, but I'm going to make you uncomfortable because I'm sick of feeling uncomfortable around your presence. It's time for me to drive this because I am qualified right where I'm at. What helped you stand in that power? Hmm. I, few things. One, truth, because building my core beliefs, that's the secret sauce to, you know, when other people have viewpoints or opinions or even comments, you know, without those core beliefs, comments can feel like a sentence. Yes. They can't really feel like validation, which validation is for parking tickets, by the way. Here's another freebie. This for parking tickets, not people. So um, validation. Uh, you validate yourself. You are your own consultant. Two is I have allowed myself, uh, you know, to let in some trusted folks. And it took time to build that trust. I used to easily trust. And now I've learned, man, trust other folks like you would your house key. You can love unconditionally, but don't give them unconditional access. It's earned. And it takes a minute to determine whether they can handle that level of access to you. That's called boundaries. Um, and number three is, you know, quit asking everybody, how do you do this? Because if you ask 10 different people, how do you do this particular thing? You will get 10 different answers and really you just confuse yourself. Exactly. And I think that's part of not knowing who to trust, right? Again, you're getting all of these answers and, and it's contradictory in many cases. Um, and I heard you mention about uh, core beliefs, um, but also those core values. That's something that I have really come to appreciate um, is the necessity for people that I partner with, whether it, it's a collaboration or we're doing business together, I'm hiring them for a service or something like that. There has to be an agreement on those values, because if there is an agreement on those values, then they're going to deliver the service that they've promised to deliver. But if it doesn't align with my values, I may not be willing to actually do it. I remember the first marketing person I hired, um, I got zero value uh, out of it, right? Zero contacts, nothing came out of this for me at all. Now, part of that is I realized I probably wasn't quite ready for what she was talking about. And I'm, I'm hearing myself say I'm not ready because I think that's one of the other problems, right? Is we're, all, we're never quite ready. <laughs> yeah. What I would have liked if she, uh, on the front end is what, so it was all about how do you communicate with people, right? Reaching out to people, um, you know, building your network and, and making pitches and those kinds of things. But if I didn't know, if I wasn't clear on my vision, if I wasn't clear on my purpose, if I wasn't clear on what it is that I was even offering, what's the point of reaching out to anybody at that point? Other than to, to learn about them, but it, in no way was I prepared to, to ask for business to come to me. I wasn't, I was not there. And so it's partly a readiness, but it was also a value. Like she, our values weren't the same in, in clarity around the vision. Mm -hmm. I think that for her, it was like, just put something out there. And in some cases, like we've talked about that, right? You, you just got to take a step. 
you, you got to take a step. You got to see how that's working for you. And then you got to adjust uh, or evaluate at least. Is this working for me? And there's been so many times where I've beaten myself up for, oh, why did I get engaged? You know, why did I make that commitment? And it was a big financial commitment and I didn't get anything out of it. What did I do wrong? Right? All of those kinds of things. But again, I think it comes, the way I soothe myself over that is that I wouldn't have known if I didn't do it. Now, it was a high price to pay. Um, and in some cases, I'm just learning that that's just the price of doing business. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Or do you see that differently? Yeah. You know, the, the deal with doing business is if you, a person is not willing to be honest with themselves about themselves, then don't do it. Because it, there is nothing to hide behind when you're in business for yourself. Meaning like, okay, if you look at being an employee, I don't know if you've done this, but I've been guilty of this, like working just enough to get paid, but not enough uh, to, you know, do any more of, I don't want to get fired. <laughs> like, right, right. Know, just sliding in and I just have nine to five and that's it. Uh, when you own your own business, it's a lot has a lot more to do with like the introspection of, okay, your greatest fears, you get to meet them. They come to your doorstep. So if you're insecure, it'll come in the form of imposter syndrome, or it'll come in the form of you meet with somebody on a one-on-one -on -one and bam, that next thing you know, they're eating your lunch and you're like, eh, I don't even want to sign up for this thing. And, and how do I tell them now? Like, Ugh. and so it takes being solid in who you are as a person. But even if today you're listening to this and you're new to this, you're like, I, am I even solid? I don't know. You know what? It comes, the solidarity will come as you get out there. The learning comes through practice, not through planning. And that comes from uh, the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. And that, that shook me. I was like, oh, come on. Because I always like to, you know, hide in the shadows. No, come out of the shadows because the world needs you. And the world needs what you represent and your mission and vision. And it's the infinite game. The only way to lose the game is by quitting. So please let that be something that takes that pressure off for you is, man, I have never heard from anybody who's successful that I was perfect. I never made mistakes. No, they'd be like, Psh. I had a dumpster fire my first year. <laughs> and then I got some expert skills and I had some help, you know. And the other piece is don't be afraid to ask for help. Like, yes, take your time vetting for where you're, who you're listening to, because don't listen to folks that are more broken than you are, right? Or more messed up than you. Be careful with who you lend your ear to. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, nobody is entirely self-made. Everybody had a break along the way. I don't care if you want to think of Bill Gates to Warren Buffett, you name them. They all, somebody gave them a break somewhere. Tell me about someone who gave you a break. Oh, Lord. We have a certain amount of time, so I'll keep it brief. <laughs> well, I've had many breaks. <laughs> um, somebody that gave me a break. You know, I actually have a, an incredible coach who she is kind of like the David Goggins, Mr. Miyagi, shoved me off the diving board into the deep end type of person. She is the type of individual where we may be meeting for business coaching, but it turns out that now we got to do a little digging into some interpersonal mm -hmm. um, where not one time and I've uh, worked with this person for about two years now and not one time has she been judgmental. Not one time has, you know, she'd been like, what's your deal? Come on. We talked about this concept. How many times? No, instead she'll be like, OK, tell me what's going on. And this woman has created a safe space to be me. And to step with me through the process 
and actually cared about me, loved me so much to say, man, quit being hard on yourself. Like, why do you expect yourself to be this level figure earner in two days? Right. Um, and by doing that, she helped me to love me. Some of the greatest teachers help you to love yourself. And they have this incredible way of transferring the love they have for you to get you to mirror that towards yourself. I think that just needs to sit for a minute. That's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. The, the power of coaching is phenomenal. Um, I mean, I do it and I love it, but I also um, hire coaches. Like I have my coaches and, and I've got a couple right now. In fact, I, I did find a coach uh, to work with on marketing. And we just got started working together a few days ago. And already he's seeing things in me that I haven't been able to see that I've been, you know, struggling with for some time in terms of clarity on what's my message, who am I working with and what am I doing and what's my, you know, all the messaging around that. Um, I, I could probably be trying to do this on my own and never get to that. Mm -hmm. But when you have someone that you're working with and, and I did carefully vet him and, and I was very direct about it. Like I've been in, in it's kind of like on a date, right? Yeah. I've had relationships before. I'm not going to let this happen again. So if we're going to work together, here's what you need to understand. And here's what I'm going to expect. Is this going to, are you okay with that? And he was like, yeah, all of it. I'm like, wait, what? No, I was expecting him to be like, oh, never mind. Good. It didn't work out. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, so that, that, that's just one of my most current um, experiences of having, being at the, privilege I, really of being able to work with a coach who can see you mm -hmm. who can see you see things in you that you can't see in yourself and then when they say it it's like oh that's so freaking obvious how have I missed this right because it is us yeah and you know I've had plenty of those peel back the layers moments of how did I not see it however I've had to do a lot of work on the next steps that a number of us are if you are a chronic beat up on yourself individual, like I, you know, if they have like a beat yourself up anonymous group, like, please, or maybe I need to found it because, yeah, you know, like, you know, people will say, be, love yourself, be kind to yourself. I'm like, that's nice. But when you've spent 35 years building the muscle of self-criticism and being mean to yourself, how do you love you? Right. Like you can tell me all day, get organized. That's nice. But if you've never organized, you've not walked through the steps of what does organization look like for you, <laughs> your own? Because here's the deal. We all have our own custom fit shoes, um, you know, hypothetically speaking. Right. How could I who wears, you know, maybe size seven and a half tell you who wears a size five, you need the same size seven and a half shoes as I'm wearing. Right. That's not right. No, we, each of us are built with a specific purpose. And it's not that we have to fit into our purpose. No, no, no. It's been custom designed for who we are, that your very beingness and being in alignment with that and be like, man, I love me some me. Get you. You know, it's uh, all of me loves all of me. Right. Get piece together. And, you know, it's in allowing somebody who's a trusted resource to tell you the ugly truth of some of the things that, you know, you may be doing or some things that you may be avoiding doing and sitting with it, chewing on it, but then taking steps on, all right, let's build a new way of doing. 
it, it, I was just, again, with this marketing um, prompts that, that my coach is giving, I went back to my story again. And um, it was amazing to go through it again and look at what were some of those things that I was believing about myself. You had mentioned core beliefs earlier. Yeah. Um, some core beliefs that I had about working hard, what my value was, what I thought I was entitled to, um, which was nothing. Right. I mean, I really looked at my core beliefs and and when I looked at them very honestly, the core belief that I think I operated from for most of my childhood and into adulthood until about 40, 40 was the the year that I was like, OK, I don't know what I'm going to do different, but something's got to change up until that part. It was um, Mary doesn't get what she wants. She gets what she gets. Now, that's a heavy Shall we let that sit for a <laughs> Marinate on it. Yeah. Yeah. She gets what she gets and she better be, be appreciative for what she gets. So when I looked at that, like, it makes so much sense in looking at my, my pattern of, of behaviors and the choices that I was making was rooted in that core belief. And so if that's what you believe about yourself, you don't even think about, well, what is it that I want? What's the point? Mm-hmm. Right. Because if I'm not going to get what I want anyway, why would I spend any energy thinking about what I wanted? Because unless I just get it right, it's just going to come to me. I'm not ever going to actually realize that. Wow. So you shifted from I get what I want to I get what I get. So I it was all together. First, I I don't get what I want. I just get what I get like Uh that. And I better be grateful for what I get which is pretty freaking twisted you know when you when you look back on it yeah um and and yet that that's also the lesson that I think I needed to learn right that that it is okay for me to have my own set of desires and choose what I want and and to have the agency to go get what I want rather than just waiting for somebody to or the you know, somehow the universe is just going to bring it to me. Now we can go out and I don't have to be perfect while I'm doing it. Because, right, that was the other thing, too, of, oh, well, this is what I want, but I don't really know how to do this yet. And so until I know what it is, until I'm ready, until I've figured this all out, I can't actually go out and profess it. Oh, that's powerful. Uh, you know, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Kyle Case, but he had this uh, video on YouTube where it was him on stage with this woman who she said, I just need to be clear on my next steps. I have all this, you know, training and things I went through. I have three different options for I can be great at one of these three. I really just want to zero and be clear. He's like, well, first of all, the clear clarity comes from the mind. And we're, we're stuck in the house space. Mm-hmm. then we put on this weight, this expectation, this pressure of, I better get it right. Yeah. Because the person in front of me or whoever, you know, crowd, what have you, there could be potential clients. Oh, there could be, you know, what if they want to hire me to do this? And it leads to this and that. And we get caught in the mental space that we actually step into this space of control. Mm-hmm. And what a hard lesson I learned in this entrepreneurship journey, if you show up desperate, and all about controlling the outcome, then you will get exactly nothing in return. Those are seeds to produce a whole lot of nothing. What it, you know, business works a lot like the, that old adage of reaping what you're sowing, mm-hmm. right? Um, 
if you're sowing seeds of doubt and fear and all that, you're going to get exactly those seeds in return in the way of why is nobody getting on my calendar? I showed up to all these networking events. I did the things. I did this. I follow what my coach said. And oh my God. And it turns into this really inward, um, you know, not only beating yourself up, but it's almost like you are just butchering yourself and you become your own worst enemy. It's like, no one has to tell me how crappy I am. Shoot, I got it down pat. Like, let, let's join club. Yeah. Um, but it, it takes no loving yourself and being in the space of giving and falling in love with the not knowing, right? Like, do you know when you're going to have to go to the bathroom tomorrow? No, tomorrow, your body will let you know. And there's some trust there of you can let go and not have to think about your bodily functions because your body's got it already taken care of. We're good. We got the automatic built in. Yeah. And so the more that you feed into this, I'm going to be in the giving space and I'm going to show up to whether it's networking or your one-on-ones, what have you, in this place of let me speak in a way that the person in front of me, they feel seen, heard, and understood for who they are because I'm speaking to their values I put my values and stuff on the on the side. I'm here to be of service, which means I am here to be with them in this moment. Like we're at a coffee shop, man, no agenda. Right. If it leads to money being spent, fine. If it leads to maybe they don't need something, but they know somebody who does, their cousin who's been struggling with XYZ problem that you just happen to know how to solve. And then that leads to even bigger things whatever be married to the process but let go of that doggone outcome the outcome will be what it is and when we get in the space of controlling we actually choke the the life out of why are you even doing business in the first place it takes the fun out of it right it's like did you ever as a kid play monopoly with family and it turns into this like now we all need therapy (laughs) we're all gonna kill one another not like it's not even a public game anymore Right. Yeah. You know, there was one Thanksgiving. I went, I was at my um, ex-husband's, you know, we were at his family's house and uh, he's one of three kids. He's the oldest of three. And I don't know if you've ever checked out the birth order, but like all of these old family issues came out and dynamics too while playing in Monopoly. It was like the most wild. I'm like, oh my God, every family story I've been told about all of them. And we're all adults now. Right. I can see it. Yeah, like they're great at sweeping stuff under the rug and, you know, one brother's in one room, the other brother's in the other room. No one wants to speak to each other, but we're going to act like everything's fine. Right. That's called dysfunction. Yes. (laughs) In a word. In a word. Yeah. There's so much um, in being an entrepreneur, I've started to see this really as my the most intensive personal development journey I've ever been on. Yes. Um, and as you had mentioned earlier, I don't have to go out and find the challenges. They, they find me because any belief that I have that isn't completely aligned with who I want to be and what and how I want to show up, um, there's going to be an issue, right? I'm going to I'm going to bump into something that says, oh, you've got this belief here. What are you going to do with this? Right. Do you want to shift this or do you want to carry it on? And this is going to be your, your challenge. So now you, you've, you agree that this is a, a personal development journey. How does that shape how you see yourself and your business as you move forward? 
It's giving me the freedom to be the woman that I've always wanted to be. When I was a kid, I would see other businesswomen. I'm like, man, they always seem like they're so cool, man. Like they got somewhere to be. They got, you know, they drive nice vehicle. They dress well, like the way they speak and engage. I'm like totally like even, you know, little girls when they like meet, you know, Disney characters in real life, they're like, oh, you are real. Like yeah. it was one of those kind of things. And so um, in my family, there's not a whole lot of entrepreneurs. And even my own mother, she's not an entrepreneur. She's credible mom. Stay at home mom was certainly her role. Everybody's got their specific role. Um, but what I was wanting for a long time was I would envy those folks in business where it's like, oh, yeah, I'm third generation, such and such. My dad taught me all the business skills. You know, I was, you know, eight years old coming to the office with him. And I'm like, well, geez, I feel like I'm like, what business do I have here? What, what you know, acumen do I have to bring to the game? And uh, I'm finding that, no, you know what? It is a really great thing to be me. Everybody else is taken. Um, and the world needs one of me too. And the world needs one of you too. And whoever's listening, you know? And so it's, I'm getting to be the businesswoman that I admired. Uh, it's, it's just being in who you are and loving on you are the things that I needed that if I would have stayed as an employee, I would never have gotten to this level. I might have been 65 before I addressed some of these issues that had haunted me. It's a, it's a really interesting piece. You know, personal development is a great part of it, but it's also on a deeper level. It's almost therapy as well. And it's like hard knocks therapy. It's free life college. <laughs> yeah, so it's, uh, it really is, puts me in a position where there is no hiding anymore of like, okay, why am I showing up like this? Why do I avoid certain pieces of business? It's like, because it goes back to this such and such in your childhood or went to this when you were in sales when you were 20 something. And it felt like a, a whole mess. Like, do the stars have to line for someone to buy something? Like, is it me? Like, why is no one buying from me? And it, it really brings all that stuff together to give you a gift. And uh, there's a man who he said, you know, sometimes gifts come in really ugly wrapping. And it's those ugly wrapped gifts are the ones that are needed to shape who you are, to give you the tenacity to be able to weather the tough stuff. Because it's the people who have the character, they're able to elevate. But if their character cannot keep up with elevation, they will rise fast and fall really fast. Yeah. And from the outside, people might really admire them. But and then there's going to be this fall and, and people will talk about, oh, what, well, how shocking it is that this happened. And yet if we were able to look under the hood at what was happening for that person along the way, we would have seen that these core beliefs for them were not strong. Right. They were uh, still beating themselves up inside. Um, they weren't loving themselves um, because to me that that's the ultimate um, consequence right, of not loving ourselves is we're not going to get we're not going to live our purpose you know, forget about that. Um, and we're going to struggle a lot along the way. It's going to compromise our, our nervous system. So health issues are going to come up at some point. Um, it's a high price to pay for not really even knowing sometimes that we have the authority. We have agency over our own lives to make different choices. Absolutely. And yeah. And we're living by these rules 
of all the shoulds and the musts and, and all of those kinds of things that, that say, no, you, you can't, right? Those are all rules that, that we've adopted, we've consented to at some point, which means that we can unconsent to those. They weren't it, our, we never believed that in the first place. We just adopted it because somebody else told us about that, right? Or we shaped our opinion about ourselves based on what someone else had said or how a, a situation played itself out from our, usually again, this happens in childhood. So from that very narrow perspective, we make some decisions about ourselves and, and who we are, and what our value is. And then we, we're stuck with that until we actually look at it again as an adult. You know, it's wild too. I realized that when a person is not aware of who they are, they don't fully know what their purpose is. They don't have a keen awareness of what their values are and their core beliefs, then they will tolerate a whole lot of stuff from other people and where whatever other people have projected onto them and feel responsible for stuff that's literally not their responsibility. It's it's not. If you were to write a list of what you're actually responsible for, it helpfully uh, is like it's actually like maybe five, six things. Really, you're not responsible for other people's happiness. You're not responsible for, um, you know, whether your family approves of your decisions. Like, it's, man. And so what if you were able to take off all of what other people have said, what the exterior world has told you you should be doing? Take that off. Get quiet with yourself and dig into, all right, what are my values for me? Mm -hmm. Bump what everybody else said. Shut all that noise off. What do I value? And by digging into that, then you'll start to dig into, great, now get into what is my core belief about me? And when you get solid in there, then you get into alignment with your purpose. And when you get into alignment with your purpose, man, you're unstoppable. It doesn't matter what other people's uh, opinions are the people pleasing. No, thank you. Don't need to do that anymore because I'm not here to please people. Here's the deal. We all change our mind like the wind changes direction. How in the world could you possibly please 8 billion people? You know, and when we live out of alignment with who we are, it's like telling the sun, you know what? You can only come out at night and shine at a level two, please. I know your level, your regular is a hundred or maybe even a thousand, but come, just come in at a two. Okay. And how many people have you seen around that they exist? Most people die at 30 and are buried at 80 because of these pieces right here. Life really is very simple. And what I'm seeing is a number of people don't really start to get connected with these concepts until much later in life when it may be kind of late to start doing the thing. Now, we do have some hopeful examples. You know, the guy who created KFC, Carl Sanders, the guy didn't take off till he's 65. So, hey, you could. Your time may be at 65 or 75, whatever. But why not start doing something for you today where you get into, like, what am I really here for? Because money and all these other things will not fill the space of what's really designed for you to feel fulfilled. We are spiritual beings having a human experience, and we're meant for a whole lot more than just paying bills, being concerned with what we wear. I have yet to go to a funeral where whoever gets up to speak goes, they were always nicely dressed, or they had the best car. No, the ones that have the most meaningful services are the ones where it's, what did this person make the speaker feel like? Mm -hmm. What did they do that was memorable? And the memorable didn't mean 
oh, they, they always had lavish vacations. So it was like, I remember when grandpa showed up and I was going through this and he did this and we had our special time together, you know, and he was into tractors and we went for a ride. How much money did that cost? Yeah. And the, the tractor could have been 25 years old, rusty, right? Right. It had to do with who you are. Maya Angelou said it's not about, you know, maybe people may not remember what you said or what you did, but they will remember how you made them feel. Right. Sarah, I think that's a beautiful place to close this really amazing conversation. Thank you so much for sharing um, your insights and your experiences. Um, these are really important conversations. And, and I, uh, these are convers that's why we're, this podcast exists, is to continue to have these conversations because that, as we started out with talking about feeling isolated, nobody's done anything wrong to get that point where, oh my God, I'm feeling so alone. Like you didn't get there by, um, by doing something wrong. It's part of the process. It's part of that breaking down what everybody else has told you about you. And it's about getting to you. And I think that's why you and I both exist is to serve um, these business owners who are making these shifts that are getting familiar with what their core beliefs are so they can learn to love themselves, the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything that falls in between. Yes, absolutely. Man, no, thank you. Thank you for creating the space to do this. And for those listening, man, this is, you get one shot at this. Why not get in today, get with the ugly truth and be on your way with being the very best you? Yeah, absolutely. So where can people, uh, where can the listeners find you? Uh, a few different places, online primarily. So uh, I'm on Facebook. You can find me on um, LinkedIn. So my name is Sarah Piedrahita. And if you're like, Sarah, what? Um, you know, <laughs> if you know Mary, you can come find me too. We're connected on those platforms. Um, and, you know, uh, yeah, come see me. And I'm known as the reinvention strategist. And I'd love to, you know, connect with you. And let's see what we can do about getting you connected with your values and getting you on living your best life. Beautiful. Thank you for doing what you do. Thank and thank you. you for being in my circle. I, I really enjoy it. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Are you ready to play and experiment with these ideas so that you too can live your purpose, expand your impact, and create with ease? Join us at Fully Alive on Facebook. We've created this space to explore the effects these practices and principles can have on your own experience. And if you're feeling the nudge to explore what coaching can do for you, send me an email at mary at bluebambooleadership.com. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, be fully alive.